Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. This is John Murphy. It's my pleasure to welcome to this podcast Dr. Tariq Farmi. Dr. Farmi is the Associate Professor of Biomedical Engineering and Immunobiology at the Yale School of Engineering and Applied Science. Dr. Farmi, welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So you have a variety of interests, but I guess we could generally characterize as biomaterials for drug delivery. Can you just give us a brief overview of your focus areas? Sure. Yeah, I would narrow it down to actually biomaterials for delivery to immune cells. We specifically focus on the idea of targeting different immune cell subsets with novel materials, biomaterials, we call it, to try to get at either cancer, autoimmune disease, or infection. Transplantation is one of our focuses as well, and Pittsburgh is very well known for its transplant program, and that's actually one of the reasons why I'm here today. So how does one go about delivering drugs and antigens to the body? The central idea here is that, in fact, every disease or every condition that we have is somehow connected to a failure or a dysfunction in the immune response. Our defenses normally are very active and they work well. But something happens, and that's a subject of a lot of study and debate as well. Something happens wrong, and either the immune system attacks the body or certain cells or tissue, and that's the genesis of autoimmune disease, like diabetes, for example, and where immune cells attack the pancreas, type 1 diabetes, or often that immune cells don't see something abnormal like the growth and propagation of cancer cells. And that's the genesis of metastatic conditions and malignancies, advanced malignancies. So the idea of targeting an antigen is essentially trying to educate immune cells on what they need to do, telling them what they need to avoid or what they need to attack. And to do that, you need to essentially display to those immune cells a combination of things, usually the antigen as well as a drug of some form. So when you attempt to deliver a drug or an antigen, can you target the part in the body where you want it to go? Yes. The immune system, unlike other organs, is actually a diverse organ, and it occupies the, the whole body. It's like the skin. And targeting means trying to get at a moving target, essentially. Immune cells are continuously moving from tissue to lymph nodes to lymphatics to blood and back. do that at different speeds. And so what we try to do is essentially develop these nanomaterials that have a large number of targeting molecules on them in order to essentially stick to a moving target in an immune cell and deliver the cargo, yes. So I know you were talking to some of your colleagues here this week on nanobiosensors and nanoscale applications mm -hmm. relative to transplantation. Perhaps we can talk about that a bit. So the other half of the, the coin here, John, is that modulating the immune system is one thing, but knowing how much of a modulation you've done, how successful you are in your intervention is another. Nanomaterials also play a very big role there because 
the idea of developing these nanowires was to read out how the immune cells are functioning. And that's either in response to intervention or during the natural course of disease. So these nanowires are fascinating because you can think of the nanowire as an analogy, like if you think of a garden hose, and essentially with water flowing through, instead of water, current is flowing through these wires. And so if you step on a garden hose, the pressure will change on both ends. And that causes, if you have a pressure meter, you can actually assess how much pressure was added or was placed on the hose. Well, the same thing happens with these wires. If something touches these nanowires on the surface, there is a change in the current that goes through. We call that transconductance. And that change in current reports on how much of a response is happening on the surface. So now if you attach something on the nanowires that looks for immune cell target or markers of some form, and if there is an event of recognition event, there is a change in the transconductance in the nanowires, which are, by the way, semiconductors. So is the ultimate goal to have a feedback control system? That's exactly right, John. That's precisely the holy grail, really, is to develop a feedback loop, one that uses the nanowires and feeds back into some form of a nanoparticle or a bimaterial and regulates the output. So that's exactly right. So what is the state of the art at the moment? All the elements are separately validated, and in fact, they are in uh, different levels of clinical trials. Biosen- these nanobiosensors are in development, and they will be tested as a medical device sometime in this year for detection of infectious agents. Now, the question becomes, how do they integrate together, and how does that translate into a new product? That's a more complicated story, but it's doable because all the elements have been validated. Sounds very exciting, very promising. It's very promising, So is the strategy for immunosuppression in transplantation similar to cancer, or is it basically a different approach? No, it's it's very similar, and that's actually a great question because the approach one would take in transplantation is the polar opposite of you taking cancer. In other words, the agents you're delivering to cancer cells are going to be the opposite of the agents that you're delivering to a graft Essentially, you want to inhibit an immune response in transplantation, but you want to stimulate it in cancer. And so an example of that would be TGF-beta, for example, where we're delivering TGF-beta as a protein that can enhance an immune response's ability to essentially become tolerogenic. In cancer, you use anti-TGF-beta or a TGF-beta inhibitor, but in uh, transplantation, you use TGF-beta proteins. So uh, it's interesting, but it's the exact opposite, but the same strategy. Dr. Fahmy, I appreciate you coming with us today and sharing your pioneering research. I'd like to thank you and extend best wishes to you and your colleagues as you move forward with these studies. I'd like to thank our listeners, like the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine, for sponsoring this podcast series. And you can reach us at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com with suggestions or questions. Thank you for listening.